Well, the topic of our conversation today is about succession and transition and the ability to maintain continuity in an organization when you go through the years like 31 and you go through people, even though people service has a great tenure of your region managers and other employees. And I just kind of want to start with you, Al, by saying, what do you think the secret sauce is about people service and being able to uh, keep so many people engaged and knowledgeable and, and in the game and in your company all this time? Well, I think it comes down to the culture we've tried to create over the years. And, and you know, our employees are our are, are top priority they're the ones that are face-to-face -face contact with our clients daily, and so they need to they need to be engaged and and know what we're trying to accomplish, and be motivated to to work with us to do that. And so we really try to make it kind of a family-oriented business as opposed to a cold corporate culture. And I think that with competitive pay and benefits over the years has. And, and giving people the, the opportunity to do what they want to do and, and what they are good at and can focus on that and, and not be distracted by a lot of other things has just created a place where I'm not going to say 100% of our employees are, but it's probably the 80-20 rule. 80% of them are really committed to what we are doing and, and to our approach to doing it. You have a couple people on staff that have been with you for more than 20, 25 years. Isn't that right? Yes, we have some. I think the the oldest one started with us in 93, so that would be 25 years. He's been in the industry even longer. We have several that are over 20. So, yeah, we've got in our region manager core uh, a real seasoned group, and even in our office staff here, um, many of them started when we when we bought the company in 1997 from the previous owner and uh, have been with us from the beginning. Even in our operator level, Wendy, we've got some employees who have probably been with us 25 years or longer. In addition, you know, outside that region manager group, but just the day-to-day -day operation staff out in the field, there, there's several employees who have been with us 25 years or longer. Is that... Um as much a dedication to the communities they serve as people service the company? Oh, yeah, I'd say it's a combination of both. Um, for the vast majority of our employees, they're, they're outdoors people. They, they enjoy participating in activities in the environment, and so protecting it is, is really important to them. Uh, obviously, on the other side, drinking water, what, what's more important than having clean, pure drinking water? You don't have to look too far outside of uh, developed countries to see the impact of not having that resource. And so, yeah, they, they are, they're very interested on a personal level and then add to that the fact that they live in these communities that we serve. And so they're also doing the same thing for their neighbors and maybe their relatives, who knows. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a fun activity for them as well as uh, a very uh, rewarding one. I know that 
training and safety and working with people to get their licenses is is an important initiative to you uh, for people service. Would you talk more to that, Chad, about the, that impetus and making that a priority? Well, as a company that's delivering service to our clients, we can't deliver that service without uh, highly trained and motivated and employees who are allowed to come to a place and feel safe on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, nothing is more, it's a, it's a, it can be a very dangerous industry that we operate in and nothing's more important than seeing our employees come to work and going home the same physical condition with 10 fingers, 10 toes and not injured on a day-to-day -day basis than, than that. And so, you know, we sponsor our own annual OSHA safety training class. You know, outside of that, from a safety standpoint, we we encourage and host quarterly safety meetings as well as have, you know, safety coordinators in, in various spots of the company. Um, so, you know, that's a high priority for us. You know, just the continual education and knowledge uh, growth of our employees is important. So, you know, we pay for and, and, and put them up in hotels and feed them meals if necessary for them to go seek and, and get the training they need to not only keep and hold the licenses they, they have and possess, but to be able to increase and, and obtain higher licensing um, if possible for them. So. You know, they can continue to grow in the industry and continue to learn and, and you know, chart a career path if they're motivated to. Um, again, we sponsor and pay for that and pay for the licensing. It's their license at the end of the day, but it doesn't cost them anything for it. Um, so, yeah, we, we believe in the continual training and, you know. I think that's one of the differences between us and, and the other large employer, obviously, in this industry are municipalities, but hire their own staff. But, you know, in every state there's multiple levels of licensure. Um, a, a municipality isn't going to encourage or pay uh, to have somebody get a license at a level higher than what their own facility requires. We, on the other hand, want to encourage and push our people to get as high a license as they can because the better, better their knowledge base is, they feel better about themselves, as facilities get upgraded and maybe require a higher license, they're already prepared and ready for that. Uh, it gives them opportunity if they choose to, to move around in our company to different facilities that might require higher licensing. And as we talked about earlier, we our region managers are long serviced and have a lot of experience and it also sets them up to be candidates for that down the road. I've had occasion to sit with your region managers uh, several times, and there's this um, there's this brotherly camaraderie, and I use the term brother, and that there's a lot of ribbing going on, but there's absolutely a closeness, and I imagine that the sharing of knowledge is really key to how you've maintained a culture across your operations in several Midwest states. Is that right? Well, that, that part of the culture has enabled us to, you know, sustain the coming and goings of, of individuals within our organization from time to time um, and continue to, to be successful in what we do. Um, 
you know, the, the group of region managers, it, it, as we've alluded to before, you know, it's, it, we're a large corporate family, not not large. We think we're small. So, you know, everyone kind of sees each other as their brother or sister in this organization, and that group has been together, and most of those employees, again, are long tenured. And so it is like sitting next to your brother and, and the good nature of ribbing that goes on from that, you know, so – we enjoy our time together. We have fun with it, but you know we also are are focused on the company and continuing to push it into the future and be ready for what's next and deal with what we have today and and continue the success and succession of this company into the future. So, you know that that group is key to that and uh, and not only that group but even our operators win because you know we could we could take some different approaches to like safety training or even you know, uh, operational kind of training, but we choose to bring them together in one spot, uh, pay for the transportation, pay for the hotel rooms and meals, so that they get to spend time together with other operators. And it's just part of encouraging that whole family atmosphere that, you know, you're working with with friends and, and people that you know and respect and trust because you do know them. Uh, you know, the employees probably haven't met all the other employees in the company, but they've met a good deal of them because every year the people that attend their particular training session are going to change from year to year. So uh, they get a chance to meet and, and learn from new people all the time. But, you know, as I said, we could take different approaches, but we choose to to spend the money and bring them in that way to kind of promote that family atmosphere. You know, and that opportunity to get together for our operators in one location periodically throughout the year, you know, it, it enables them to develop a network of peers just within this company that are all, you know, trying to do the same thing with the same culture every day. So, you know, they, they can develop a network of, of resources available to them at any point in time, available at their fingertips via a phone call. To, to help them through any situations that maybe they haven't seen or haven't dealt with or, you know, just don't understand. What attributes does a person um, usually possess that helps you understand they're going to be good for your culture, like in hiring or those that you know now that are on staff? What are their key attributes that that you really appreciate in a, in a Paul Christensen and a dentist and George, I mean, name names, it's all, they're all there. What they have in common that tells you they're they're really great for the organization and your clients? Most of these people have come from a, I would say, a mechanical background. Uh, so they have an aptitude for, for the mechanics of, of the plants that we run. Uh, most of them are comfortable working in a team environment as a, uh, although, <laughs> when you look at most of our operators, they're pretty much on their own most days because uh, we have, we run quite a few small facilities where maybe there's one or two people there, but it's not a large cast. And so they're in a way on their own, but they know they're part of a larger team that they can call on, that they know and have met, and they know they have the support of the region managers. and. And anybody else that that's in the organization, so that aptitude is certainly one. Uh, I think uh, a love of the environment and 
respect for the environment, not just to use it, but to protect it and preserve it uh, for our kids and their kids. Uh, and that they are usually outdoors type people for the most part. Uh, they enjoy activities in that environment. So again, preserving it and protecting it's important to them. And obviously on the drinking water side, you know, they live in those communities that they, uh, where they operate. <coughs> Excuse me. And so having a safe source of drinking water, uh, for them, their families, their relatives and friends is again important to them, and and that's their focus. You know, it's it's really just honest, hardworking, independently motivated individuals do will, will succeed here because we are kind of spread out. You know, all the time, not just when somebody's watching or when it's convenient. So, you know, again, those those types of people are the ones that that generally succeed here. Yeah, high level of integrity and uh, actually low ego in terms of being protectionist about an idea or a solution or their state operating better than the other state. I, I don't sense any of that kind of competition at all. It's really open sharing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, one of the, the things we joke about is that a lot of, and this isn't being totally critical, but a lot of municipal employees, you know, they, they, they find their job security in keeping the information to themselves so that nobody else knows it. And, and thus, you know, they feel they, they have job security because they can't be fired because nobody else knows how to do what they do. We take a totally different approach to that. Uh, we have multiple people that know almost all of our facilities. Uh, so if when it comes to vacations or illnesses or even turnover, we can have people fill in that that have been to the facility before they know it, have run it or one like it. And so the sharing uh, is just a, a natural aspect of our approach to the business. And, you know, there are some people that, that aren't comfortable with that and they don't stay long, but uh, for the most part, uh, our employees uh, are comfortable with that and enjoy it. You and um, you too, and I know Mike Adair, uh, others from the Omaha headquarters, you are on the road quite often uh, visiting plants and getting to know your folks in the field. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, several of the people here in our corporate office, as well as our region managers, who who really are road warriors. I mean, uh, they are on the day on the road, usually day in and day out, visiting employees and clients, and uh, you know, prospective clients, and you know, regulatory, you know, inspectors and people like that. So, you know, we don't have a lot of large, you know. 30-man operations. It's it's one guy here, two, three there. So, yeah, there's a lot of time spent on the road for not only the people here in this office to get out to our clients and employees in the in the states that we serve, but the region managers as well. Um, it's part of that family atmosphere. Um, you know, it, we enjoy very much getting out there in the field and, and out on location with our employees, and, and they enjoy it equally. So, it's Nothing better than walking into a facility and, and 
meeting an employee there and, and getting a tour of that facility. You know, they, they take a sense of pride in what they do. Like I said they're dedicated and passionate to it. So they love the opportunity to take somebody out and show them what they do and, and kind of demonstrate their knowledge to them. Um, most of our employees relish that opportunity, and it's, it's fun for both of us. Yeah, we spend more time on the road than we probably have to, uh-huh. uh, and it, it's part of that family culture. I mean, I want to know the employees, and I want them to know me. And, and you know, yeah, we have different job titles, but, you know, we both have a function to play in this company. Um, they are, quite honestly, much more important than I am because of the responsibilities they have day-to-day and and what they do, and even with the clients. Uh, when we're on the road, we not only uh, see employees, but we also stop in and, and talk to clients. It's important for us to know what they're thinking, you know, what's important to them, uh, and let them know that they're important to us. Uh, we don't have a client on the, on the books that, uh, that we don't want to have a relationship with well into the future. What uh, what's the most complimentary thing a a client can say to you about your people? I think one of the best ones I've heard over the time is that a city uh, administrator told us that you know it used to be when the heavy rains would come in the middle of the night he'd get out of bed and get dressed and and go out and and find the operator because he knew there was going to be issues and and he was worried about it. And after hiring us under a contract, he said, I sleep much better. I don't have to get up now because I know you guys are going to take care of it. That goes back to integrity, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, you know, this this industry is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week job. It's not an eight-to-five one. And and our guys, one of the one of the downsides to employment in this industry is being on call. And, and we try to keep people in teams as much as we can so they're they're not they can rotate and and maybe be on call one out of two or one out of three or four weeks as opposed to you know almost all the time and but yeah uh, mechanical breakdowns don't just happen between eight and five and rainstorms don't just come between eight and five so you know we're always prepared and our operators know that's part of the job and and uh, we have a 800 service that our clients can use if some issue does come up, that they'll reach whoever is on call for that particular facility, and and they'll get dispatched quickly. And our employees know that they have help at their fingertips if they need it. You know, if it's an emergency situation, albeit from a weather event or a mechanical breakdown, and they need additional help, all they need to do is call their manager, and we'll get whatever resources there we need to get the situation resolved. Years ago, we had a, a water tower end up with some bacteria in it in northern Minnesota, and we had people from as far away as Ackley, Iowa, and Waterloo, Iowa, up there helping the people in that part of Minnesota do a entire system flush to, to get the bacteria out and the chlorine into the system to kill that bacteria. So we bring resources from wherever they are and wherever they're needed, and 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 and. Put them on the job. Kind of like an APB, right? Yes. <laughs> well, you recently, a uh, couple of long-term employees are, are uh, have gone or are leaving, and um, 
Iowa, uh, but it seems like that transition is going to be seamless and has been seamless so far. Um, and that seems to be because of what we're saying, this depth of knowledge and this bench strength. And so uh, those clients aren't going to realize much of a difference at all, are they? We certainly hope not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they'll miss the personalities, right? But sure. I mean, there's always that change. But in terms of people's approach to the job, that's not going to change. You know, the, the people that are on site day to day aren't going to change. But And we've done some things organizationally over the last couple of years to develop a bench uh, strength that we didn't have prior to that by instituting the, an assistant region manager position. Uh, we now have two of them. So we basically have two people in training uh, to be region managers, you know, better training than just observation or watching from a distance, they're actually involved with client relationships and employee uh, personnel matters and budgeting and, and all the other things that go with being a region manager and getting a taste of windshield time, which is a requirement in that position. So uh, with that approach, you know, we're, we're going to be even better prepared in the future to, to uh, transition from a region manager that retires or decides to leave uh, uh, more seamlessly. But from the, the client's perspective, like you said, Wendy, from, from the level of service that they'll receive, from the dedication of the staff and the company to, to their needs, that they won't see any difference in, in that regard. Um, yes, the faces might change a little bit, but, you know, the approach that we're going to take and, and the, the fact that we've got people available that have been cross-trained to, to help with their facilities and know their facilities and, and know the way we operate as a company. Um, you know, we've been able to prepare for the losses and deal with the losses by promoting people from within who are well familiar with what we do and, and the clients we serve. So they shouldn't see any difference in our approach or the level of service that they're going to see. Well, it's been a great uh, first 30-plus years, has it not, Al? <laughs> it has. And uh, it's it's going to be a bright future going forward, and I, I think that the, the seamless transitions, the depth of knowledge, your bench strengths are all part of it. And I thank you both very much for your time today. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. <laughs> Bye. See you. Bye.